0: The worst clap ever. What the hell happened there? <laughs> yeah, here we go. go. All right. <coughs> morning, everybody. Properly National Fire Radio here at Jeremy Donch. Hey guys. And our guest in the studio this morning is Jared Vanek from Spartansburg, South, South Carolina. Carolina. Spartanburg South Carolina. So great, great story. Uh, we've been—I've
1: uh, known Jared now for many, many years, but not—I don't know. Barely any of his stories. We've just known each other on on the fire end of things for many years from jobs and so on. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, Jared is a a New Jersey boy that's now transplanted down to South Carolina with quite a story. And I'm looking forward to uh, getting that story out. And, uh, Jared, thanks for joining us this morning, man. Yes, sir. Happy to be here. Very happy to be here. It's cool. Uh, Quick little backstory. I reached out to Jared very early on when we started National Fire Radio because I knew of his story. and I don't want to give much of it away. I want Jared to tell the story because the way he tells it is really romantic in a way that I think it is. Because it, it's I think a lot of people will uh, fall in line with what you have to say and understand the message um, and so on. So, but really cool. I reached out to him months and months ago, and I said, Hey, man, I'd love. We're doing this crazy thing, and you know, just keep an eye on us, and we'd love to get together one day. And Jared, uh, what your daughter?
2: Yeah, youngest, so, youngest daughter. Had to bring her up to uh, Ramapo College this weekend. Drop her off. Yeah, a little emotional. Yeah, I bet. But it's all good. Yeah, um,
1: and, and so you reached out and said, "Hey, man, I'm gonna be up here yeah. if there's opportunity." I said, "Yeah, let's let's get them in." So here we are, uh, Monday morning of Labor Day. Happy Labor Day, everyone. Happy, Happy Labor Day. Labor Day. Uh, sitting in the studio this morning uh, with a 9 a.m. studio call here. So I thank you for joining us and taking some time out and uh, Thank you for inviting me. I really appreciate it. It's yeah. good to see you again. This is gonna after be a long time. Yeah, absolutely. So I mean, let's jump into it. Yeah. We always we always talk about first fires and we always talk about. You know, where do you want to go with this, Rob?
0: Well, let's let's start off with with the we got to keep that traditional. going. What yep. when was your first fire? Like, when did you get get into the fire service, and when was your your first job? Well, I joined in nineteen ninety one, our Fire Department.
2: Um, I man, that's that's a long time ago. We're talking think about 27 it. And a half years. We're we're coming up on yeah. Um, so you know, stretching back that far is a that's quite a reach. Yeah. But I think the uh, one of the fires that stands out earliest on. It was a, uh, it was a basement fire now I mean we know basement fires you know that that's a tough okay. that's a tough fire sure regardless so for a, a first fire it was even tougher it was during it was during the day I think it was like an early afternoon um, so manpower you know usually during the day is limited
0: yeah
2: and uh, it was in our, our first do Engine 3's first do, and and we rolled up and black smoke just belching belching out of the basement and Stretching that line, that first line in, like crawling down the chimney. Yep. Crawling down a chimney. Uh, very tough, you know. Tough to find the seat of the fire. Basement compartmentalized. Um, trying to sift through, you know, the different rooms and the debris down there. Just really tough job. But just it makes it all worth it. Right. You know, it's like it was. It was hard, and we took a good, pretty good beating. But once you're done, I mean, I was just like on a high. You know, I mean, yeah. I could have packed every inch of hose on a, on a fire <laughs> seat myself. I and bet I would, have, I would have been good with it.
1: Yeah, you know? Yeah, I bet. I mean, Look. and that, that's the thing, right? Like, you know, you talk about jobs and, you know, we do training and, and this is, you know, something you just said. We do all this training with our guys in-house, but we train in, like, open rooms, right? Acquired structures. There's no furniture. There's no debris. You're talking about a basement job. Zero visibility. High heat. Mm-hmm. And you've got shit falling on top of you. Yes. Shelves falling over furniture being moved I mean it's not in, it's never never easy and I no. think you know and, and for that to be your first fire adrenaline <laughs> kicking right
2: like I mean oh, that's big time yeah big time and, and not knowing I mean you know looking back now it's like man I didn't know even a fraction of what I know now with still so much more to learn right so really you think to yourself you know did I just
0: get lucky that nothing happened
2: you and know something you
0: think about I had a fire down in PG County in a Lewisdale House, and it was a basement fire, and there was a, it was a furnished basement, and I went left. I tripped on a bed that was like a mattress just on a milk crate on the floor, I remember tumbling on this thing, and just when I finally landed, I'm like, where am I? I just moved Ooh. over, and it was like a king-sized mattress in this basement. I'm like, how do I even get this down here? But it was just, and it kind of freaked me out for me. I was like, where... Where am I? Where's my partner? Does he even know I just got lost in the sheets over here? Right. And then, you know, worked out, worked out well. But uh, yeah, but it makes it, it makes you think. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't like basement fires. <laughs> no, no, we've talked about that on yeah. the show
1: before. And it's, you know, the, uh, you know, just to get down there, right? I mean, you, like you mm-hmm. said, through the chimney. I mean, it's, uh, yeah. you know, none of us like them. Ventilation's huge, you know, um, and so on. But uh, that's a pretty good first story. That's uh, you know, That's I remember. Good. I remember. You know, the reason why we we bring up like, what's your first fire? Because I think it sets the tone for like, learning about you. Because it's you know your your energy going into it. You said that you could have packed all the hose. I mean, it's like, I get it, man. I remember my first couple fires and the adren. I mean, I still. You, we all still get the adrenaline, but first couple ones, man. We, you said it. Like, I don't even know if I did it right. You know, I don't know if I was lucky or. Exactly. You know, when, when you come out of the academy and you catch your first couple fires, and especially, like, if you're lucky enough to be on the nozzle or a backup or something, I mean, you're just talking the water on the fire. So, you know, you're going into this thing, and you're pushing down hallways or going into places that you're like, oh, I don't know, but are you even thinking of- I'm thinking about that. Like, are we even thinking about that as we go? You're so blinded in the beginning. Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That- now I take in, you know, I mean, you know, over yeah, you're, years, you're, you're like this. Right, right. right.
2: So you were probably like that initially. Right. Yeah. There's so much more that you, you have to take in. I mean, knowing what you know now. Sure. Sure. And, so I think, more things
1: and I think that's the the issue with company officers is being able to know the guys you have and yeah. how what their vision and thought process is going into the fire, not just their technical skills, but also what they know, what they, you know, and so on. I mean, those are all things for another show. But, I mean, it's, uh, yeah, that's, that's good, man. Yeah, with, the, like with a volunteer
2: crew, I mean, especially like I mentioned during the day, I mean, you're not sure exactly right. who you're going to get. Right. You know, so that that plays into it as well. You know, and that's a big difference now, you know, being on the career side. You know, I'm usually with the same three or four guys for right. the majority of the time. And we've been together for a, a while now. We're starting to develop that good, you know, crew sense of I really don't, we don't have to speak. Right. Because we know what each other, you know, what we're going to do right So yeah. let's,
0: let's talk about it. Yeah, your, sure. your career job. Because I know you're up, you're up here in Hawthorne. And, but you're in South Carolina now? Spartanburg City, South Carolina. All right. And how did you get there? I mean, obviously you didn't walk. We couldn't. No. You're, you're in shape enough. But. I mean, yeah, that's, that's a little bit of a walk. Yeah.
2: <clears throat> um, I have a family that transplanted to South Carolina, you know, many years ago, okay. you know, over 25 years ago. And uh, we vacationed out on the coast of South Carolina uh, for almost 20 years now. Family vacation. It was really close with my uh, family, my aunts, uncles, and cousins when they lived up here.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So going down there, um, we would get together and vacation again, and we loved South Carolina. Yeah, uh, it's just you know beautiful place to be, and uh, my aunt, like we talked about a little bit before, my aunt I mentioned this. She's like, Jared, why don't you be a firefighter down here? <clears throat> you know, and I'm like, yeah, you know, I, I could probably do it. You know, but this is you know 15 years ago or more maybe. Um, so it wasn't until about four or five years ago, you know, I had been working at my my job up here, um, already past the age limit uh, to be a fire, you know, career firefighter in the state of New Jersey. South Carolina does not have uh, an age limit. I think New Jersey's thirty-five, right? I believe it's yeah. <clears throat> or you okay. have to you have to be on a- the list approved on the list yeah. before thirty-five, <coughs> right? I think. So uh, I went down to South Carolina, we had gone down to South Carolina several times, we liked it. Uh, you know, I asked my wife, I said, you know, what would you think, you know, if we, if we moved down there? Um, and she said, yeah, I think I could do it. So obviously that was a big, big determin- sure big determined factor right there. I had put out probably about 26 applications just, you know, around the state, everywhere from, you know, at the coast to the upstate where I, where I am currently. Um, you know, I got some response back from a couple different fire departments. Talked to a couple different chiefs, and the opportunity came up uh, for Spartanburg. Had a mutual friend already already down there, had just started with the department, so he put a good word in for me. Nice, and um, I rolled rolled right in uh, in December of two thousand and
0: fourteen. Awesome, and I think that one thing that I really like about this story, just right right off the bat, is that you you took this. Uh, he took this leap down south because I know when like people ask me like, "Hey, I want to be a career fireman. What do I do? Like, how how do I get on your job?" I'm like, "My job's very difficult. It's a competitive market. Civil service. It's the Northeast." And I tell guys all the time, especially the young kids, go down south. Start looking at places, and, and you were able to do that. And I think that's that's pretty mm-hmm. amazing because a lot of people um, they get stuck and then they don't they don't follow that that dream wherever it may be and you know, then they just don't, they don't end up getting Yeah, and I, I think, it.
1: I think the other thing too is, you know, um, I always tell, I'm, some of the proud moments I have with being a volunteer is that we've put out through my department tons of career guys. We've, I think, set the tone in our department how important the job is and guys fall in love over the job because of our department. Right. And then they, they want to make it a career and I think that's, you know, that's like a feather in our cap and I, and I'll, I'll take that with me. I mean, that's, that's a big one for us. But, for you, I know you. I mean, you and I knew each other on a fireground. We have fought a couple of fires together, and, and so on over the years. Um, before you decided to move, but I, I'm taken back by your story. Thinking about how you had to uproot and change your whole life. I mean, a little background about you, wife, two daughters, two daughters, and they were in what position in life at the time when I mean, <laughs> yeah. maybe you can hit on that a little bit sure. because it,
2: it goes to the the story, and it just yeah. I mean, I'd love to hear it. Sure. Well. Uh- like I said, my uh, my wife, Mary, um, and my two daughters, Rachel and Leah, yeah. uh, when we were making this decision, Rachel was a senior in high school, uh, and Leah was a freshman. So, <laughs> you know, right there, I want to tell you something. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, we had decided that, you know, we're not going to pull Rachel out of high school in her senior year. Right that would not have scored a whole lot of points with me <laughs> <You> know, right <laughs> um you know leah being a freshman i i don't think she liked it a whole lot either but you know it was a little easier of, of, a, sure. of a decision um, so what ended up happening is because i i you know went through the, the process and it and it happened pretty much between august and december um, august is when i tested had the job locked down by october and then i started the beginning of december um, we had to, we sold our house in Hawthorne and my wife and kids moved in with uh, her parents over in Halden and then I went down South Carolina and I lived with my aunt and uncle and it was kind of like a um, a rite of passage in the family because my aunt and uncle did the same thing oh, okay. my uncle came down there first you know and then my aunt or my aunt followed or lived with his parents right so it was just kind of like a rite of passage Of course. I lived with yeah. about, about 6 months came back, so my daughter graduated Hawthorne High School, and then she ended up staying up here, going to uh, Bergen Community College for a little while, and my wife and my youngest daughter, Leah, uh, they came down the end of, end of June that year, in 2015. Wow, we moved in, we had, we had found a house, my wife made a few trips prior, we found a house, bought it,
1: and yeah.
2: just moved right in. And your youngest daughter then finished high school in? She finished high school in South Carolina. South Carolina. And your oldest stayed up here in school, and then eventually came down. Right. She only stayed up here about a year, and then she transitioned to South Carolina as well. And she was very happy to do so. Yeah.
0: Which she did. Do you, do you think the the kids, in particular, like if we asked them now, you know, probably off camera because they wouldn't want to, you know, <laughs> they don't want to look bad, But like, what, do you think they would they they know how big of a move this was for you? Like, do they understand that? Like, I think they do. I think they do. Okay, that's awesome. Man. I mean, they, you know,
2: the fire department was such a big part yeah. of our, our lives. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, they were involved in it as well. Since they were, we took them, you know, everywhere. You know, to the firehouse. Yep. You know, for for picnics, parties, parades. Right. You know, and and they even you know were were on a couple fire scenes. You know, and mm-hmm. saw you know how how things went. So yeah, sure. I, I think they would understand absolutely. Right.
1: Yeah, I, I think that I mean that that just is a story, right? Making those sacrifices. I mean, the other thing too is we have listeners from all over the the, the globe and and all over the country. And New Jersey, New York area is very unique when it comes to um, living, and it's a lot of it has to do with the cost of living, yes, and so on. And so for you mm-hmm. to uproot out of a, your own career that you've been at for over twenty years, right? And finally, at the age of what was it? Forty-two. Forty-two years old to say, you know what? I gotta make a life-changing decision here because yeah. I'm not, I'm not in the place I want to be. I'm, I'm only paraphrasing, but I'm, yeah. if I'm wrong, please correct me. But no, I'm thinking about that because I'm 41 years old, and I'm, I'm thinking right now is like, wow, with my kids and like, you know, coming home and, and making that decision mm. to say, hey, honey, I'm, I'm thinking about making a total career change, and oh, by the way, we gotta move. And oh, by the way, you know we're gonna be separated for six months or yeah.
2: Like I, it was not, it was not easy. No, it was not. And, and no. sometimes I really have to stop and I have to think about what I really did. Yeah. And and a lot of that comes out when someone like yourself, or even like the guys in South Carolina, said, "You know, how did you know how did you get here?" Yeah. You know. Yeah. And I, and I tell them, and then it makes me stop and think. Wow! They don't. Holy crap. I just took my whole family and just said, all right, we're out
1: of here, and now we're here. But you know what's amazing? Because I, I look at that, and I know so many people that are just unhappy in life. We all yeah. We all have friends that are unhappy. Sure. We have people that aren't doing what they want to do. They're not following their dreams. And you did. And, <laughs> and I think, I mean, but I think, Jared, I mean, that's huge because you're a happy guy. I am now. Right. That's that's <laughs> what I'm saying. I, was, right? I, wasn't,
2: like, I wasn't always. Right. You know, I mean, you know, generally. I mean, there's different aspects sure, of everybody's of life that you know you, you would like to see a change or do of something different you know but you know now i can say you know pretty much across the board you know i'm i'm satisfied i mean never completely satisfied because you want to do better of course but where i am
1: but life is good
2: <coughs> life is pretty good
1: that's awesome life i mean uh, like yeah. that hey. part of the message and i i just think there's, there's so many guys that you have to understand if you want the job the job's out there Mm -hmm. you might have to make some sacrifices or personal sacrifices you might have to move you might have to leave what's comfortable to go find something new
0: but the jobs are out there well I think that's what I get about his story that's amazing is because there's so many people that I talk to who are it's very uncomfortable to say like listen I'm telling you you can go down to this place right and in this southern state and and test out it's gonna be worth it like you have a shot your work ethic is there yep you can do it and they have such trepidation about going down there but then I look at somebody like Jared, who's like, who's like "Hey, you know, what? I, twenty years in this job, I'm going to go at 42 with my family, and, I think and navigate navigate two female teenagers, like that are one, one's a yeah. senior and one's a freshman. Like that's that alone, I'm sure he's gotten like a, a dad medal for, but like, because he's <laughs> I still don't, alive. Yeah,
2: well, maybe someday. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm, but, I'm, but no, sh- it's, it's, it's I'm uh, sure uh, I'm sure things are good. But you know, Rob, Rob is is right about you know like the job opportunity. And I mean, I tested several times in New Jersey, you know, and unfortunately came up empty. Right. But in the grand scheme of things, you know, I believe that was for a reason. Mm-hmm. Because even though I was, you know, 42 when I started the career job, I think I was very well prepared. You know, I, I really transitioned, and even the guys um, down at Sparmerk said they're like, "Man, you transitioned really well into here." You know, and that's because I mean I had so much time riding with Hawthorne. I also rode with Patterson as an auxiliary firefighter, so mm-hmm. I was I was working twenty four hour shifts with them. The experience was invaluable, just to, you know to bring me where I am now. But mm-hmm. yeah, I mean I, I couldn't say it enough. The South, you know, needs firefighters, and they need good firefighters. Yeah. You know, so uh, guys, you know, if you're out there and, and you're thinking about it, stop thinking, start doing, mm-hmm. because it's it, it's definitely worth it. You know, it, it's a little bit, it's definitely different. Yeah, It's different from being up north, it doesn't have, um, you know, all those things attached to it. You know, it's very, if I had to use a word, I would say it's more humble,
0: more more low key. Let's talk about uh, Spartanburg for a minute here, and then kind of dive into the job. So what's the makeup of the department, like engines, trucks, rescues? left-handed smoke shifters, what do you got? (laughs) Uh, City of Spartanburg, we have uh, five stations. Okay. Um, We
2: run four engine companies, a rescue company, and uh, a ladder company. The ladder company, we have a 95-foot tower ladder, and we have a 75-foot quint. So they actually jump apparatus. So if the call is for a residential structure fire, they'll take the stick. If it's for a commercial structure fire, they'll take the tower.
0: So, I have that. so that's like some real good diversity in your shift. Yeah. I mean, like you, and it's a mid mount or a rear mid-mount. mount. So yeah. like even even that it's gotta be fun driving because all of a sudden I, I know what driving a mid mount's like versus driving a straight stick. So oh yeah. All right, but hold hold on because now yeah right. <laughs> I mean I'm watching this smile. Wait before. I, you... <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean my, I'm a, I'm a I'm an operational guy, right? So like I'm just and you know whatever works. And and I say this because we get people all the time. They're like oh ba 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 ba, and I go listen. If it works for you, it works for you. Like yeah. I, I'm not judging. Yeah. I want to know the mindset behind that. Is there? You got two different trucks. Why is the straight stick good for residential
2: and the tower ladder is good for commercial? That's a really good question. Okay. And I mean, I, I don't, I don't mean, know. I don't know that I have you know all the answers no, 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 to that. No, 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 no. Right. But I, I think on the the onset is that the the makeup of the city of Spartanburg definitely warrants two ladder trucks. Yeah. But the issue is staffing. staffing. Of course. Um, you know we have sixty nine, I believe sixty nine line firefighters. Over three shifts, right. and we work twenty four forty eight. So I think yeah, ideally, to run two trucks again would be
0: the way to go. Sure. Right. Um, but, but due to manpower. And uh, I'm sure that's why they chose. To and one way that too is a tactics thing of like looking at like, you know, taxpayer. Type commercial occupancies and other occupancies, box stores like how you know. They, I'm yeah. sure they've they've played into that. I get a it. Bit, I mean, still right? Yeah.
1: yeah, big commercial building, heavy fire load. We go to a tower ladder operation. It's you know, tower ladders mm-hmm. put out fires. Ladders are for ventilation, egress, blah blah blah. Right. I get all that. I mean, I I get that. I just that's really <clears throat> unique. It's like, what's the address? Okay, get on the get on the tower. What's the address? Exactly. Get on get on Exactly. The, whatever you know, whatever it comes I,
2: in. That's pretty you interesting. You know, but the way they dispatch, I mean, they'll dispatch it as a business. Business right. fire gotcha. or a residential structure fire, right. so initially they they know where they got to go, but it's a little dicey because you don't want to forget anything. Yeah, you know, some guys are like, whoa, hold on, I got to get my mask. You know, because no, you're jumping <laughs> trucks, yeah, you know, right, right. Right. so it's yeah, it gets a little that's dicey. Pretty, that's pretty interesting, but it's,
0: it's neat. We have to cross staff apparatus where I work, and that's one of the things I went. <laughs> I went out and found myself a second <laughs> mask. Yeah, and just get fit tested with it every year, so we're, yep. we're okay. <laughs> so
1: you okay? So four engines, a truck, and a in a rescue. Two trucks, but staffed yeah. by one company. Right, right. Okay. So we're running
2: six companies.
1: And then this is the city, right? You were explaining to me earlier, this is the city of Spartansburg, but then there's also the county, right? right. You're surrounded by the county, right. and then you have some automatics that you go into the county and Correct. they come in and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. Do you, um, how many guys are on your, you're on the engine company, right? 63 engine, right? Yes, sir. So how many guys do you
2: run on your shift? On our shift? Oh, each shift uh, can hold 23 currently. Okay, and then how many are on your engine? Uh, we have a, a crew of four, uh, minimum staffing being three. Okay. So, um, you know, with the turnover, mm-hmm. and vacations and, and whatnot, most of the time we have three. Occasionally, we have four. Okay. And, and you have a boss in house. <coughs> every yeah. every company has. Yeah. A every, every every uh, company is going to have either a lieutenant or a captain. Gotcha. Um, the engineers hold the rank of sergeant, and that comes from the old public safety realm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but the position is, is engineer. Gotcha. That's currently what I am. Oh, you are? Yeah. Ah, so you're wheeling. I'm wheeling. Cool. But it's And I'll tell you what, it's, it's very nice, and if you ask the other guys in um, they say, you know, being the engineer is probably the best job in the department because you drive, and depending on, you know, if you're second due, third due, you know, you could still end up fighting fire. Right. Um, you go into the county... And it's the, it's the same deal, you know, depending, you know, first engine's going to be fire attack, second's going to be water supply, third is going to be writ, fourth engine is going to take the backup line. Mm-hmm. So, depending on where you fall, I mean, yeah, I could be in there fighting fire, I could drive, in the absence of the lieutenant, I move up and ride the seat. Oh, okay. So, really, you get the, the best, yeah. you know, best, spot, yeah. best of, of both worlds. Uh, That's cool. All the worlds.
0: What's the, uh, what what is the, what is a firefighting culture like in Spartansburg in Spartanburg? Spartanburg? Spartans, like I'm adding an extra S in there. <laughs> um, as far as no, like just your 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 like dragon line culture, you know. As far as like the firefighters themselves, you know, I mean, like I, I assume it's. We talked a little bit before about some similar cities in the past and where Spartanburg was to where it is now. But is it yeah. still a busy fire city? Are you still seeing the work Are the guys? It's happy a, to do the work, you know, I mean, are they, I assume every, I don't know any yeah. firefighters that are like, oh man, we're going to a fire. Oh, another <laughs> one? <laughs> New York should have called out. Yeah, I'll tell you
1: what,
2: you know, I, I can't speak at length about it because I, I wasn't there at the time, but if you go back 10 years or more, these guys were laying out probably twice a shift. That's how much fire duty that they, wow. that they were seeing. I and mean, yeah. it, it was mm-hmm. significant. Um, I, I'm not sure what year it was, but... Uh, you know, in the, in the firehouse run survey, they were near the top of the list for, for working fires, you know, like per square mile. Top, yeah, wow. Um, it This fire duty is significantly less now because just a, a, a lot of the areas, I'm um, on the north side of Spartanburg and that was a, a very hot area. Mm. And the area, uh, the, the blocks immediately around my station are, are mostly vacant now because everything has either been, you know, burned out or, or torn down.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: So, um, but is
1: it is it a up and is it a city being revitalized Was it a there's was a it a l- tough city at at one point? It a very
2: very tough city. Yeah. Uh, you know, a lot of a lot of crime, a mm-hmm. lot of drugs, and and there still is you know in sections. But the city itself is is revitalizing. Nice. Um, there's a lot of development going on from within. Um, they're not expanding the way they were previously, um, but there's a lot of initiatives, specifically on the north side. There's a north side initiative to to restore that entire. Neighborhood with community centers and parks and, and just you know communities yeah, right. of you know homes, right. so that's that's ongoing and there's a lot of big players, you know from the from the Spartanburg area that it's are great. involved in that. But there's yeah there's a ton of development going on downtown, um, and and I think that uh, Spartanburg is is going to be the place you know a really great place to be, you know. I just
1: it's home. it's it's so hopeful to hear this. I mean we had uh, Chief Terry Ayler's from Newburgh, City of Newburgh, New York. Which is another like tough city, and um, and mm-hmm. it's just good to hear that these little cities that uh, have been plagued with crime and drugs and so on are starting and fell into disrepair are starting to come around a little mm-hmm. bit. Starting people are yeah, starting I mean, to pump some money back into these cities. I,
2: I think it's good. Um, yeah, I, I think it's great. So but like, mean, as far as the, the the culture, yeah, I mean we are very much about you know stretching lines and you know basic firemanship. Throwing ladders. I mean, we don't we don't have the the manpower to you know just throw you know tons of people out of scene. Right. And if I could tell you quickly about like one of my first fires in Please, yeah, in the city, um, I mean, I, I knew we were dealing with about you know twenty three guys a shift or twenty two guys a shift. Um, they always hold one company back to cover the city in the event of a working fire. So we roll up on a fire. We got fire through the roof. Um, I'm with the ladder company we have four guys that day so they split me send me with the with the rescue company and I, I hooked up with my buddy we go in start a search and we, we crawl on through and we sweep the whole area it's vacant come back out now normally back in New Jersey you come out of a, a building fire what do you see on the front lawn just a sea of firemen yeah. and just clamoring to get <clears throat> in the door right right we come out that door Crickets. <laughs> crickets. Two man Ritt team standing over by the tree. Yep. That's it. Yeah. Yep. Let's get yep. another cylinder. Well, Let's go. We got some ceilings to pull. Yeah, that's great. But, th- th- you know, that that's exactly, you know, it's <clears throat> getting it's back awesome. to that basic
0: firemanship,
2: yeah. throwing ladders, stretching lines. Well, cool.
0: you know, and, and I think just like for all those younger viewers out there, or listeners, because when I hit on like that, this is where I was kind of trying to lead you to is that here, you have this department that you've gotten hired with, and you're getting work, and you can you you can have your sights set on any department, you know, the Taj Mahal fire departments, but like you know, with these these places down south, it's a place like Spartanburg. You're going to get that work. You're going to get the experience, and you have to always ask yourself, which one's going to make me happy? Am I going to be happy making $165,000 a year running oh, smells it. bells, and maybe a person who fell, or here I'm down there, and it's it's very much the job, and it seems like the very much that tradition and that hard work is is, is in there. So uh, real quick, um, you know, Rob brings up a good point, you know, and
1: there's there's kids that want to be New York City firemen, and sure. there's a lot of firehouses in the city that don't go to fires. Oh yeah, absolutely. Right. So it's, it's you know it's place. that that stigma that there's there's plenty of work to go around, and you have to be willing to go out and find the jobs, and there's jobs out there you have to go out and get them. My thing is this. You, you bring up this word that keeps popping up in this room, and that's firemanship. I,
0: wrote
1: it down. I love that. Yeah. I love that word. Like We were talking uh, to uh, uh, Deputy Chief Kalman from Hackensack, who his son Chris is on Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. And okay. Harrisburg is a common theme in here, too, because it's a little city. They do a tremendous amount of fire load, yes,
2: they do. and
1: their guys are really <laughs> squared away. And those guys are expected to blow through at least two cylinders before they can even get a glass of water. And it's that type of mentality. And, we, and they, they do this thing called the art of firemanship. And firemanship is just such a cool word that I think we need to explore more. Because I think, you know, we talk about, and we've talked about in here too, and I, I hate rehashing all these things, but I, I love it because these themes keep coming through. We talked about um, guys that go to, their jo- go to a job and they get five minutes of work and then they have to go outside because there's other guys that have to rotate through. And they don't get to burn a cylinder. They don't get to burn two cylinders. They don't get mm-hmm. to get their ass kicked. And I think that's such an important thing because that's how you learn, right? Yeah. Like you can go to a thousand fires, but if you only work for five minutes at each fire, what? How much experience are you gaining, right? Yeah, you've limited yourself, right? Right. And I think that's I think that's important. And, and like you said, you 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 learned the firemanship there that you know. Okay, we did a search. We come out. You know what? Let's throw a couple ladders. Let's get back in. Let's pull some ceilings. You know, and so on. And I I think that. That just that firemanship word is awesome. I think Rob, we got to explore that further because that's uh, yeah, no, that's it, it sums it up very well. And Go I ahead. think that firemanship, quote unquote, is getting lost.
2: I really do. I, I, would, I would agree with you. Yeah, I would agree, and that's something that we need to get back to, and make sure. And I know you've discussed this with, with other guests as well, but yeah. getting passing that on to the younger generation, yeah, because they need to know how things you know, got done 20 years ago because that's really the way it could still be done. Sure. Sure can. I mean, it, you,
1: know, you know, it might change a little bit here or there or some tweaks, but the core message and core values still need to stand. Absolutely. Yeah. So absolutely. let me ask you, from a New Jersey point of view to a South Carolina point of view, I mean, I just know in life it's completely different. Yes. Everything's different, right? right? The pace, you know, we're sure. in the Northeast. Everything's a 1,000 miles an hour yes, down sir. there. Things are a little more yeah. laid back. Yeah. In the, in the fire service culture, um, I know you mentioned before in Spartansburg where the firehouses are kind of institutional, that there's not a lot of culture, and you guys are trying to bring some culture
2: back into the firehouses. Can you yes. hit on that a little bit? Sure. Um, as I, I think I mentioned earlier, the uh, city of Spartanburg, uh, they, they were originally a fire department, and then they became a public safety department for I'm not sure how many years, and then they went back and, and separated police and fire again. Uh, somewhere along the line, the, the, the fire stations just got stripped of, you know, the memorabilia, like like stuff you have hanging here on the wall, yeah. tools and helmets and, and shields, and it was basically just, you know, a city building, you know, and they had a fire truck in it. Yeah. Um, since I got down there, um, like I said, there's a few other guys from, from up north that have also, you know, migrated down there, and collectively, we're all trying to bring back that, that brotherhood, just, you know, get involved... More socially, sure. Because you know that's a very big aspect of the brotherhood. Without a doubt, sisterhood is you know Mm -hmm. being being social. But stuff like like t-shirts, you know, up here, you know, that's a big thing. Sure. Down there, not so much. You know, and that's fine. Uh, My station was the first station to to bring back like this this off-duty, you know, type t-shirt. Company. Yeah, company t-shirt. I mean, it's generated you know a lot of pride um we've done a lot of work in our station you know we, we we painted we hung stuff back up on the walls we got pictures and just you know make it into what we all think a firehouse should be
1: yeah how is it is it challenging i mean i know you say you and a couple guys from the up north i think we take for granted like being in new jersey outside of new york city in this northeast mentality our firehouses are 100 years old like there's tradition there's culture and it just over the years it's you know, it just keeps getting ingrained and instilled in us. And the, the amount of, uh, yesterday I was in Oradell, New Jersey's firehouse with Stan Kufel, who did it one of our episodes. And they have, that place just screams tradition. And it mm-hmm. screams culture. Yeah, yeah. On the walls. yeah, They have just
2: a great display. Uh,
1: they have stuff that goes back 100 <laughs> years ago. And, and, you know, photos and, and this and that. And to me, that's incredible. But I don't realize that outside of this area, that's not so common. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know, so I think we take for granted in the Northeast that we have this firehouse culture, and that we expect our members to learn the culture, and that gets into their blood. And then you try to build brotherhood and, and <clears throat> company pride that way. The fact that you guys brought back a company T-shirt and that was a big deal is is to me
2: like yeah. wow, like yeah, what like why wouldn't you yeah. right? And I mean, the guys, you know, in, in Spartanburg, I mean, you know, they know the the, the history, and, and Spartanburg has a lot of history. I don't even know all the history right, yet. Right. I've only been there sure. for not quite four years yet. So, you know, everybody is contributing That's great. to, you know, making stuff happen again, and it's spreading to the other stations, and
0: it's it's really taken hold, and we're going to keep going with that. I, I think it's awesome. What? One of the things I, I, I picked up before, I wrote it down was a question, because you said you, you got down there at 42? Yeah how was it for you coming into a department with your life experience and then like like how'd you mesh up with the senior man or the shift kind of thing?
2: Well, that's, that's a really good question. And what I can say is, (laughs) which is kind of funny is, I mean, they, they they thought I was a lot younger than I really was. So, I mean, that lens, you know, I didn't, I didn't have this this gray mustache, but But, um, when I got down there, you know, um, a couple of masses said, you know, you, you've got some experience behind you. And I said, yeah. And they said, well, how many years have you been a firefighter? I'm like, uh, 20, 24. Like 24? They're like, when did you start? When you were eight? Yeah. I'm like, no how kidding. old are you? That's great. You know, they were thinking maybe I was like 32, Yeah. something like that. I'm like, no, I'm 42. Yeah. But you're, so for so
1: people I'm, listening, you're in incredible shape and we'll get into your fitness and all that too. I mean, that's a big, big sense of pride work. for you. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's hard work. Absolutely.
2: But they... I mean, the guys I there were great. I mean, they never treated me like a rookie once. Yeah. I mean, you know, you got that, you got that ball busting that you know sure. goes on in the firehouse and stuff, and, and, and I love that because it's, it's just
0: you know makes everything a little bit more fun and interesting. Of course. Um, and it's not ruining the fire service for all those who are listening. <laughs> yes, <Yeah, laughs> Totally not. <laughs> totally not. But yeah, they they
2: never treated me like a, a, a rookie once. I yeah. Mean, they, I I got the respect, you know, off the bat. And I, you know, gave them, you know, equal people respect. Um, I identify with, I mean, I, I get along with, with everybody. And I think that's, that that's, you know, really key sure. to this job is being able to do that, mm-hmm. um, the guys that are my age, I mean, they're about ready to retire out, you know, within the next couple of years. Um, so, you know, we can talk and we can have good conversations, but I also identify with the younger crowd and my Lieutenant is 33 right. and, I, and I'm 46, but he's a wealth of knowledge. You know, I've learned so much from these guys. That's cool. Mm-hmm. You know, on, on firemanship, because they've had to do more with less. Yeah. They don't have this manpower like we have up here that they just, they just throw at it. So, I mean, these guys are hustling all the time because they have to. Yeah. They have no choice. So, I've learned so much. That's And, cool. and been very appreciative, you know, of, of that.
1: I think it goes to your character, though, too, because, you know, you're walking in as the new guy with 24 years of experience behind you and you walk in you have to I you were always in tune with the job so you you get it but some guys don't get it sure. like you gotta you gotta sit back you gotta you gotta keep your mouth closed a little bit absolutely. even with all your experience and absolutely you have to just you got to put out and I think that's why you probably gained a lot of respect very quickly was because I could see you putting your head down working hard and proving your worth so that you get treated as an equal, because that's important.
2: Yeah, and that's and that's a necessary. And, the, and the absolutely, whole, the whole key to that. And, and I tell people all the time, it's attitude. That's right. Your attitude is what is going to make or break, you know, how you do, wh- you know, wherever you are. And that was very important. And the same thing. Anybody who does want to migrate south, you know, it, it's all about your mindset. It's very different from up here. Yeah. But you can do very well. Yeah. You know, you can excel.
1: Yeah, I, I think that's a great point. I mean, I just think attitude in general, not even just in the fire service, mm-hmm. but in life, it's such well, an yeah. important important mm-hmm. trait to have, you know, the right the right attitude. Um, it's lacking these days.
2: Yeah. Hey. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and it, and that, that could be a whole other Yeah, Yeah, no, of course. Yeah. Of course. I know of course, you've touched on you yeah. know, generations before, but yeah, yeah that's uh, challenges. It sure challenges. is. It sure yeah, is. is.
0: It definitely is. <laughs> yeah.
2: So... That's cool. So, all right. So, Spartansburg. So,
1: the culture's coming back. You're getting the culture back in yeah. the firehouses. Mm-hmm. Yep, um, loving it. Everyone's do you do you see an
2: uptick on. in company pride? Are you starting yes, to see? Absolutely. All the stations. Yeah, they're 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 getting together, mm-hmm. uh, doing doing more uh, social events. Yeah. And you know, working on the T-shirts and the patches and, and the stickers and on the on the helmets. Um, our we recently got a new assistant chief of operations. And he said that he would like to, to get these patches made and put on the back roll-up doors of the apparatus. Oh, that's cool. You know, and oh, that, so was you nice. got yeah, buying that was now. you got now. Yeah, that's, that's, that's great. That's, 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 that's pretty
1: cool. I was going to say, that's part yeah. of the issue, is yeah. having management mm-hmm. understand that, you know, some some uh, individual identities is important. It builds company pride and, mm-hmm. and so on. But you got to have the management to subscribe to it. Absolutely. And I, I, I just want to touch on, we've, and the reason why I wanted to hit on this a bunch is just because we've had, departments in other parts of the country reach out and say you know hey man like you know we're jealous you guys have such all the talk about culture and tradition and he's like i go to work and our hallways are gray and it's like a hospital you know it's like it's sterile there's no there's nothing on the walls (coughs) there's no this there's no that are you in a
0: firehouse kitchen or a cafeteria at boeing right yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah. through this door it will decide
1: yeah and so you know for you i mean i just i i like to hit on this because i think it's important because i think you could help a lot of other departments out there with your message that you guys are going through this now, and it it could be very a few simple little steps to develop some company pride and some individualism, which I think is important.
2: You know? Yeah, and, and and that lends itself to you know the whoever you end up with, you know at the station, um, one of the newer guys that we had come to our crew about a year and a half ago, young kid, but man, what a ball of fire. You know great attitude and and what I really liked about him is that like he just got it like you didn't have to explain brotherhood to him right he just instinctively I guess knew what it was so he was all about it you know whatever we were gonna do he's all about it Yeah. you know and that lends itself to you know making things happen a little bit easier yeah because people are people are on board right you know and they want to see improvements yeah. and they want to see pride
0: and they want to see progress well, that stuff is infectious you know it, it is it gets to everybody yeah. so and it's a good good kind of infectious you know it's good yeah so it's the the other that you you have like you said something before about your department fitness coordinator yes sir and i think that's pretty unique because we've we talk about fitness a lot we write articles about it um and then we put up memorials when people have heart attacks mm-hmm. and we're like oh my god is this so but like Why don't don't you dive into that a little bit, because I think we don't ever get anybody that's a subject matter expert here in the studio yet. Uh, I don't know if I you know, I wouldn't go that far. (laughs) We, I I will certainly admit I'm a subject matter expert in what not to do. Um, You can look at my barbecuing on on Instagram, but. (laughs) That's funny.
2: Well, um, yes, I'm the fitness coordinator for Sparburg City Fire Department. Um, We just put together a, a fitness team. And uh, in November, we're actually gonna be attending the IAFF Peer Fitness Trainer Program. Uh, it's a week-long course with about two months worth of pre-course work. Nice. Uh, to get us uh, an ACE, the American Council on Exercise, uh, certification, and basically what they will teach us is how to design fitness programs for fire departments and everything that goes into it, You know, from your, your conditioning uh, to your nutrition, Rest and recovery. So, what we've had the opportunity to do, and in lieu, of, well, we have recently had our, our last round of uh, annual physicals in the department, and the chief saw a need that we need to do something now. So, what we did is adopted uh, 555 Fitness. Um, they have several workout programs that will fit very nicely into you know our, our what our the level that our personnel are at uh, when I get, get back, we're gonna start the uh, the first session. Mm-hmm. We're gonna do two sessions for our department every shift, three days, three days back to back, and we're gonna put them through like an indoctrination. We're gonna show them proper body weight movements and then loaded movements. Um, you know how to increase their cardio, how to stretch, how to recover, uh, nutrition. We're just we're giving them all the basics at first. And then this is an ongoing progress because fitness is not a destination. It's a journey. It's a like, lifestyle, right? It's In not like one day you're going right. to arrive and say, okay, I've, I've reached. I'm the, now I'm fit. fit. Yeah. I'm now fit. No. Yeah. There is constant, sure. constant uh, a need for a, an improvement. So we're going to give them the basics initially right off the bat, give them just enough to spur a little bit more thought and, you know, maybe I should try this or I should be doing that. And then we're going to stay on top of it and, and kind of roll into eventually more advanced and try to get everybody to a level of fitness where, like you said, they're not going in there sucking down a bar or a cylinder in five minutes and then,
0: you know, coming out and having to take a 20-minute break. Right. <clears throat> what's uh, like what's some advice <clears throat> you can give to firefighters that are out there? Because I know my, for myself, I struggle with this all the time where I want to, like, work out, get in shape, and then I'm falling off the wagon. Probably, like, now I think I'm... Usually, if I can get seventy-two hours in of me being like, "Yeah, I'm gonna work out," I'm pretty proud of that, and it's like a, like a three like strikes, yeah. I'm out, woohoo! But like, what's, what are some things that people can do that can just improve their fitness, especially for us that are firefighters? Well, you know, there's there's a lot of things you can do.
2: What I recommend is for somebody who's not been doing a whole lot of you know fitness mm-hmm. type things, start out very slow. Um, if you if you do get onto five five fitness' website um, one of their workout programs is the lean fit level one right and that's what we're gonna be starting out a lot of our personnel on and it's walking it's body weight movements air squat push up sit up and it just starts you out very gradual like the first day of the first week you may just walk for 20 minutes and then do two or three push-ups, sit-ups, air squats. Right. Then the, the next day that you work out, like you may give yourself a day of rest, it may be 25 minutes of walking, and then five, five and five of your air squat, push-up, and sit-up. And then eventually through the 17 weeks, it's gonna start bumping you up where you're, you're jogging, and then you're, you're running and doing intervals, then you walk for a minute, then you jog for another five minutes, then walk for a minute. By the very end of 17 weeks, the last workout is like a 40-minute jog or run followed by 100 sit-ups, 100 push-ups, and 100 air squats as fast as you can do it. So if you stick with it on a, like a you know, three-day week program, yeah. by the end of that 17 weeks, you will see a significant difference in, in your work capacity. And I mean, that's what I would recommend is anything start out slow, but be consistent. Stay with it. Okay. A lot of people try to make a, many changes too to quickly, and mentally you can't handle that. You know, you change your diet. You know, you start a new workout program. You know, add on to that everything you got going on already: family, work, maybe a second job. It's really uh, too tired. Yeah, I uh, <clears throat> you know, listen. Talk, I get it. I we talk. Uh, um, I get it. We talk about motivation and discipline, and I have a lot of people say, Jared you know, how do you stay so motivated or what motivates you? And I tell them I'm I'm not motivated all the time. Most of the time I'm not. Um, I'm not very motivated at 4 a.m. when my alarm goes off to, to get up and, and go to the gym before right. I shift. Right. It's discipline. Discipline says you need to get up. Fitness is important. Go do it.
0: On the back side of the... The discipline, how important is sleep in all of this? Because I think that's one, one, yeah, I think it's a critical factor that's often overlooked is how much <clears throat> sleep people actually get, especially us at work and shift work, mm-hmm. or just you know, like we're all light sleepers, so we have a pager on at home and we're waiting for that, you know, yeah. that run to come in. Sleep is very important.
2: Now, everybody needs a different amount. I can function very well on like six hours, yeah. Some people need eight, seven and a half, eight. Um, once again, consistency is very important. So even if you're on shift, you can still make an effort to go to bed at the same time and wake up at the same time. You know, barring calls and everything else, yeah. But when you're home, same thing, you want to follow and, and be consistent with, with with what you do. Go to bed at the same time, get up at the same time. Weekend, holiday, shift day. Right. Doesn't matter what day,
0: mm-hmm.
2: but consistency will
0: lead to discipline. Was that? Uh, and, and I think it was a Navy Seal um, gave a speech at a graduation for college students, and they said that making your bed every day is where it starts. Yes, yeah, yeah, and I, you I know saw what I'm <clears> talking <throat> about. Yeah. yeah. So that like, that kind of goes back to that. lends itself to the discipline of having that routine of of getting. It just becomes a part of the routine. Yeah.
2: Exactly, and that's really the most important thing is to, like I said, you know, start out slow, be consistent, and if you are, it'll lead to discipline. Yeah, I mean, I,
1: you know, so from a from a standpoint of where I come from, I'm a bigger guy, <clears throat> always been big. When I was in the best shape of my life playing high school and college sports, always carried extra weight on me. But I, I'm at that point where I'm feeling it now, and I'm like, you know, it's time. But alarm already goes off at 5 thirty mm-hmm. I work 12 hours at my normal job yeah. and then everything at the firehouse as a volunteer and then on top of that this whole national fire radio thing that I decided to start mm-hmm. I'm looking at it and and I'm not an excuse guy like I always think there's room for improvement sure I always think there's room to do what needs to be done I look at it and I go man I go my my problem is is that I'm thinking about you know I would have to, everything's gonna have to change and And I get the importance of it. I'm 41 years old. I'm carrying too much weight. I get it. I'm still in decent shape, Mm -hmm. but I'm not exercising like I used to. Right. And, you know, and so on. And, yeah, I'm probably blowing through a cylinder quicker than I should be now. Mm -hmm. No doubt. My thing is, is like I'm sitting here listening to you, and this has been a fantastic foot up my ass because I'm sitting here looking at you, and I'm like, man, this guy's sexy. And I'm like, you know, no, I'm serious because you know, and, and like, and I'm thinking about it, and I'm saying, you know what, like, my I deserve more, my kids deserve more. I bu- I used to smoke, That's, right? Okay, so, so I used so to smoke. I, I quit many years. I quit smoking ten years ago. Yeah, me too. eleven years ago now, when my daughter was born, and I told my wife, she hated. My wife hated it, and I was the type of smoker. I smoked like a pack a day, mm. and it was because of boredom and work. And, and not so much enjoying it, right? It was more just the, the routine of it. And then my wife hated it, and so I never smoked in front of her. But if we go away for the weekend, I'd freak out without one, and then yeah. I'd have to run out when we got home to have one, and that whole game, right? Yes, but sir. long story short is I decided that I needed to quit, and I quit. Cold turkey one day. I said, I'm done. I did exactly what I was, And I was able to do it, and I didn't mm-hmm. struggle with it. right? I did not struggle with quitting smoking. And so I know that I have the ability to make up my mind and set my mind to something and do it. So I know I can do it. It's just a matter of the discipline of saying, all right, well, I already get up at 530. Should I get up at five and spend 20 minutes or a half hour, you know, just going for a walk or a job? Right. And like, you know, and so on. So, I mean, I have that personal struggle that I have to find that, but I know I can, but I think it's so important. And I get... You know, I just think about my kids and I quit smoking because I was having a newborn baby and I didn't want to smell like an ashtray when I kissed her, you know, when I come home from work and yeah. hug my baby and I didn't, you know, all of that. And so, but I also look at it this way. Now I bust all my friends' chops that still smoke. And I said, I said, you are such a selfish son of a bitch. And they go, what do you mean? I go, you're selfish. And they go, why? I said, because you know the detriment of smoking. Yeah. And yet you still do it. I go, what about your kids? I go. What if you have a heart attack at 45 because of you know uh, heart disease from smoking and this and that? I go. You know how bad it is for you. Why are you you know? I go. You're selfish and so it's busting chops. But I understand that. But then I look at it and I'm like, man, am I throwing stones right? Because you know, like hey, I'm not living my healthiest lifestyle either, and I should be doing more of it. So I mean, I give you all the credit in the world. I mean, you look great. I know you're you. a big um, Spartan <laughs> race guy who yeah, well, and a lot of you do races. a lot of Spartan races yeah. and so on. Um, Five 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 Fitness. I've seen them on Instagram, mm-hmm. right? Um, are you? You're not
2: affiliated with no. them. You just do their programs no, just, and just follow them. They're uh, they're at, actually out of New Brunswick. Okay, okay. out of New okay. Brunswick, oh. New Jersey. Also, fire uh, follow Fit to Fight Fire. Okay, John Sperra out of Aurora, uh, Colorado. Another great resource and firefighter functional fitness. Uh, Dan Kerrigan and uh, Jim Moss. If you want to learn about fitness needs for firefighters, yeah. get that book. I've okay. read that book three times already. Yeah, Everything from recovery to nutrition, hydration, it's when, in there. They've hit it. When did you get into fitness? Because I don't ever, ever, like when you and I, back
1: in the day, were fighting fires, Like yeah. I don't ever remember, I mean you were always in shape, but I don't think
2: you were, <laughs> yeah, like what got, what got you, what was the motivation? Well, it was, like you said, quit smoking. Okay. You know, ten years ago,
0: mm-hmm.
2: cold turkey. And yeah. I came to the exact same realization: is someday I want to see my grandkids. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, this is stupid. I'm like, why am I doing this? It's yep. just so I dumped that, but had to replace it with something. All right. So I started working out um, regularly, but in not the intensity that I've right. You know, gone to o- over the years, but it, it was a slow gradual. I self-educated myself. By just you know reading, I mean the resources that are available out there, social media, mm-hmm. on nutrition, you know, and, and metabolic conditioning. There's so much. I've just over the years adopted, you know, a, a many different right. know, disciplines. Right. Most recently, CrossFit, which which has been great, very functional. You know, and it's something that firefighters that were functional were occupational athletes. Gotcha. Yeah. You know, it's a
0: big thing. I, I, I yeah. remember reading about what. Uh, what a navy seal goes through in their training and in combat like, like when they're doing like their peak performance and what it's like for us when we put on all our turnout gear drag a hose you're on 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 air and everything else and how it's it's actually very much similar to the the same um I don't, want, I don't know what the, the word is, but it's, it's uh, performance-wise as far as the physical output of energy Met's, that we're... Yeah, like, yeah we're, the, we're, the term they use is, is the
2: metabolic equivalent of task. Yes, and, and, then, and generally they put firefighting at around a 12, and that's full gear, carrying tools upstairs. But it jumps to about 16 in a hot environment, right. searching you know, with, with equipment mm-hmm. pulling somebody out, yeah, you're jumping up into the 16, 18 range, and, and especially if we start doing rep evolutions or <coughs> we're pulling somebody, one of our own out, yeah. I mean, it's it's right, it's, it's a big very taxing, and that's what I think about a lot is way back before I decided to, you know, get on top of my fitness game is you know what was I putting myself through? Yeah, you know, going through all the stress with the heat, metabolically. And then coming outside and lighting up a cigarette.
1: Yeah. Right? I used to do it. Put I my mean, yeah, pa- Throw my pack down on the bumper. You're standing there, like, rehabbing. And what do you do? Have yeah. a smoke. Fire up a camel. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, thousands of
2: firemen did it. Absolutely. You, just, you, just, you know, what they did, oh, smoke eaters. Yeah, right? yeah. You know, they all smoke cigarettes. Mm-hmm. Right. Dude, killing yourself. Yeah. You're just really, you know, it, it's just the, it's the worst thing. You're already putting your body through an incredible amount of stress. You don't want to add to it. Right. You know, so, I mean, you you hit it right on the head before. Like we said, like, you already know. I I don't even have to tell you. But you have to decide that this is important to me. Right. And one of the things I say to people a lot is, okay, when you're 75 or 80 years old, do you want to play with your grandchildren in the backyard? Or do you want them to visit you in the nursing home? Right. Your choice. But it all depends on what you do now. Now.
0: Yeah.
2: You know, it's... Yeah, they say the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago the second best time is now yeah so do it the Make pro- that the decision. problem is you know mm-hmm. and, and I don't know if it's
1: cliche or not but the problem is is that this world is so now it's instant gratification oh, yeah. it's now not later right how many people aren't saving money anymore right how many people are doing the things that they want to do now mm-hmm. and not worry about 20 years because I'll worry about 20 years when I get the 20 years exactly but, but health is health's a different animal and I agree so Real quick, then. So we're we're talking about fitness, and I'm glad we are because it's something we haven't hit on here, and I know it's such a huge part of your life. But let me let's take it a a little bit different of a direction too. Um, You work 24s, right? So you're doing three meals a day, or at least two meals a day in the firehouse.
2: Three,
1: three. Okay, sometimes four. Right. Okay, great. Try so. Try to right Sometimes now. That's a
2: struggle. Struggle,
1: I bet. And I bet a guy like you, you eat probably six times a day or something, right? Like, um, I try know. to. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Doesn't always work out. So my thing is, is we always talk about the kitchen table, and we talk about you know part of the culture and tradition of the fire service is the kitchen table and sitting down, preparing a meal together, and then sitting down and breaking bread together, and so and that that is a, a traditional thing. Especially in the Northeast firefighting, like guys, sure, they go to the store together, they buy a meal together, they come back to the firehouse, they yes. cook together. But I also know, and Rob will vouch for this in their firehouse too, is that it happens now where one or two guys want to cook and just eat and the other guys bring their own meals now, their own Tupperware with their set dietary things mm-hmm. and so on. So the, the cooking as a company is starting to go away, I think. So my question to you because I'm sure you have set meals and you you know you're pretty regimented I'm sure in your diet and firehouse cooking usually and typically is not the most healthy fare. So my thing is is like how do we not lose the culture in the kitchen if guys are bringing their own meals and we don't get that camaraderie like can you can you just speak to
0: that a little oh,
2: yeah. bit cuz yeah absolutely. yeah 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 and like you said now now the south there's some good cooking in the south uh, i'll
0: tell it. you what. Yeah. Is it the healthiest thing for you
2: no, no. Yeah. man does it taste
0: good it I feels thought. good, it no. good. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. i absolutely love it
2: i love it so uh, i can give you an example um, my station when i get assigned to station 3 over on the north side um, the the guy who was i was the uh, Relief driver, firefighter at the time, and we had a different sergeant, um, and he was a big guy into working out, so we kind of gelled, you know, pretty well. Our lieutenant wasn't so much at the time, um, but as things evolved, we got our lieutenant to work out with us a little Great. bit more, and then we decided, hey, let's start preparing dinner. You know, let's at least cook that one meal. Um, you know, breakfast and lunch everybody kind of like did their own thing. Right. But the Mm -hmm. other important thing is eat together. Okay. You know, and I think that, you know, for for this topic, okay, some guys are very regimented and they're going to have their specific meal. Other guys are going to want to cook. Other guys are going to want to grab something out. But at least bring it back to the station, sit at the table, eat together. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to eat the same thing, but eating together, talk. No, I like that. You know, don't stroke the phones. Mm -hmm. You know? Right. But we decided we would start cooking our meals and um, you know I had asked my lieutenant if I could use him as an example uh, for our upcoming fitness program in the city and and he was agreeable to that so hopefully he'll be agreeable (laughs) to me mentioning here as well cool Um, he's lost 40 pounds over the last just over a year and when he started regularly working out with us and also you know preparing at least that one meal and I can see by watching him that some of my habits have carried over. It's great. And the, the theory is called uh, the Kohler Effect. And that states that, um, you know, people are gonna push each other harder when working together as a group. So that lends to, if you guys cook together at the firehouse, the tendency is you're gonna eat better. Right. You're gonna eat healthier. Same thing, if you work out together, it's just like going to a fire. You work together, you get your ass kicked, but it's all high fives afterwards, right? That's right. right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So it's the same. It's the same principle. But that has has lended itself to a great improvement for my lieutenant, and you know he, he feels great. He looks great. That's fantastic. And I mean, we're that's, just yeah. we're trying to push it. Say, you know, here's a case study in our own fire department. Right. Look at it. It works. And
1: it's so a hell. And it's a hel- he's made the lifestyle change. It wasn't yeah. me. I can go up and down and wait in a heartbeat. You know, sure. I can just cut out carbs. I can do this. I can do yep. that. And I've done it all the time. And guess what happens? You run out of that energy or that desire to eat that way. And next thing you know, you pack the pounds back on. You're not losing them the right way. Right. That is mm. a lifestyle change. And I think Absolutely. also then on your shift, you guys are that fitness shift that like guys say somebody else is into that and they're like, hey, my firehouse isn't doing this. Maybe I can get on a shift with these guys one day. Like, or I could promote it in my fire, in my company
2: now. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, it's that's good. It's really taken hold. I mean, all three of our shifts, now, you know, already, before we we start our fitness program next week, they've already taken it upon themselves to get together as a shift at one point during the day and do some circuit training. You know, we have a a, a six-story hose tower at our main station, so everybody comes down there, runs stairs with hose, Mm -hmm. we got the Kaiser sled out, we got the 175 pound dummy. I mean, the guys are, are just, it, it, they're really getting into it. I mean, not everybody participates at this point, but the buy-in is big. Like I said, we got yeah. roughly, you know, on duty, you have 20 to 23 guys, and the other day they had, like, 14 participated in the, in the shift workout. I mean, that's... That's a win. Oh, it's huge. Yeah. Huge. Yeah, and
1: I think it's important, too, that the management recognizes the importance of it. by they have. By putting together a commission, if you
2: yeah. will, of you and a few other guys to... To develop this program. Yes, and, and our assistant chief of administration has done a great job in allocating that that money. Yeah. Uh, I was asked to write a specification for new equipment, and I mean we got brand new equipment at all of our stations. We have, you know, concept two rowers, assault air bikes, we have power racks, bumper plates, Olympic bars, That's wall great. balls, bands. Wow. We have the equipment that we need. Not that you even need that equipment. If you look at 555, you can use anything in the in the firehouse. You use your ladders, your phone right. buckets, whatever. So right. I consider ourselves very fortunate, mm-hmm. you know, and we're going to still add to that equipment as as we go down down the road. But it, he's done a great job in, in making sure that we get that equipment. Yeah. Now we're going to put it to really good use and show a, a return on investment.
1: Yeah. Nice. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, it, in, it, just to get back to that question, though, of the, the culture, that kitchen table culture, I mean, that's – Understanding that the, the importance of at least breaking bread together, whether you prepared it or not and so on and then doing the one meal a day and then I'm guessing the meal that you're cooking is more healthy than
0: your yeah. normal firehouse fare, which is good I mean that's I, what do you, how do you uh, did you have you come across the, the firefighters on shift or on the job who have not been brought up with good eating habits Oh yeah. Because I, I know that's one of our problems that we have at work. is sure. there's some guys who are just like, yo, if it's green, I don't <clears> want <throat> it. And they're very stu- And it's mm-hmm. it's so frustrating because we have a blatant example of what happens when you don't eat green stuff. And everybody yes. sees it all the time. But they continue to have this, like, they're pretty much in a knockdown, drag-out fight. And it's like, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes I just want to write them off and say, like, hey, good luck. We'll, we'll see you in a little bit. But that's not the answer either. No, it's not. I mean, and, and nothing's, you know, it hasn't come down to that, but I mean, some people
2: are just, you know, they like to eat how they like to eat, mm-hmm. you know, and some people, and, and I can say this, are very picky, because if you look back at me 15 years ago, 20 years ago to when I was a child, man, I didn't nothing. Hey, hot dogs and Cheerios, yeah, man. Yeah, Peanut yeah. butter and jelly. Yeah. That was it. I wouldn't, you know, greens? No way. Now, you know, uh, you know, kale, spinach, all kinds of, you know, chicken prepared different ways. hmm Rice, sweet potatoes. I mean that, you know, that's a major part of my diet. You know, good fruits, blueberries. Sure. You know, spices like cinnamon. I mean, this is stuff I never touched. Right. So I can understand when people say, you know, man, I, yeah, hot dogs and chicken nuggets, man. That's what, that's what I want. <laughs> you know, but eventually, y- you need to get to a point and and, and make some kind of transition. Yeah. And I think some of the, like the older guys, they know. I mean, they like to eat how they eat, and they know they should be eating better, but they just haven't committed to it yet. And and yeah. hopefully we can kind of help them along and show them that it, it's not just like plain chicken, rice, and broccoli. Right. There's a lot of different ways to prepare sure. it so that it's exciting, and you want to eat it. Yeah,
1: and I, th- I think,
2: like, you, you hit on,
1: too, the, the culture, right? As, you know, 14 out of 26 guys are now subscribing to on shift, working out, and yeah. so on. It's only a matter of time before it's 16 and then 18, and then... Because inherently, as a group, I mean, that ha- that's how it works, you know? And mm-hmm. whether the guys are buying into the diet or not, when more and more guys are cooking together and enjoying that camaraderie of making that chicken and rice dish that... And it tastes good. right and they have to you know maybe those older guys are going to start to open up their horizons because other guys are doing it and it's becoming the norm i think it's great because you're setting you're setting a new culture and we talk about that here all the time it's all about culture and tradition you're setting new traditions too you're 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 taking spartanburg fire department and saying listen guys we know the benefits of health we know the benefits of working out and good diet and as a as a department not just a company as a department we're taking on this culture and saying we know how important it is for our job it only betters us it betters our health it makes us live longer x y and z and as a department this is the way we want to strive to be and i think that's huge you're setting that path of culture and i I think that's awesome i I really do a
2: lot of guys don't don't think about that is that your fitness may determine whether i go home in the morning that's correct i agree i agree with you that's a hard truth and some people don't want to hear that right they just flat out don't want to hear it right because truth hurts. You know, it's funny
1: because we talk about, like, RIT training. And, you know, you talk about, okay, fine. So you're the RIT team and you train on all different ways to remove firemen. You know, hose through the floor, the, you know, two-to-one mechanical with rope. Like, all these things to remove it down firemen, right? How to how to package them and this and that. But if you don't have the stamina to do any of it, right? Exactly. What? Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, that, you know, that's the thing. Or, yeah. you know, you're doing a search on the floor above and with that heat it just drives you to the floor and it sucks everything out of you. And if you're out of shape, yeah. you know... You're not doing the job as well as you should be doing. I mean, everybody knows that. It's just making that conscious decision that, hey, I have to better myself in order
2: to be a better fireman. Exactly, because you have to take care of yourself first. Right. Because why are you here ultimately for them? Right. Right? Your citizens. I I agree. You owe it to them to be in top shape to handle their emergencies. Yeah. And then you owe it to your brother and sister firefighters to make sure that they go home the next morning. Right. And then, of course, you owe it to yourself because you have you. And your family. right? Your fitness affects a whole gamut of things. I agree. Of things, and you know? I it's not just you. Yeah. I agree, and I hate you. So <laughs> let's move on because I feel <laughs>
1: terrible about myself right now. No, I'm kidding. But no, but you're absolutely right. And this, is, this too, has uh, been a fantastic <laughs> message. I mean, you know, and it's good to see that a fire department is willing to grasp onto it because usually it's not a department culture, it's individual culture. And
2: Yeah. I just, I, I think mean, that's great. If you look at the the country as a whole, I think, you know, correct me if I'm wrong. If you know, but it's like twenty five to thirty percent of fire
0: departments have a like prescribed fitness program. That's it. Yeah, yeah, it's not a lot. It's not a lot. We talked about it at work at one point. And it's yeah. like And and they always say, well, we have the gym, and it's like, yeah, you have a building that really hasn't changed since Jeremy was there, and yeah, it's, it's a bunch of <laughs> gym equipment. Like, right. that's not actually. Right. That's not what I don't think a legal definition of a gym is. You know, yeah. But mean, listen, you can give
1: everybody all the equipment in the world. If you don't give them the know-how mm-hmm. and lay the groundwork and the foundation to say, hey, this is how you do it, you know? and you know, we're going to work with everybody. It doesn't matter what condition you're in now, but we're going to get you to here, and we're going to give you that plan to get you there and support yeah. you 100. You know, that's it. The support and the <clears throat> plan is almost more important than the fiscality yeah. of it
2: and mm-hmm. doing it. Right, and I believe that's what we have put together yeah. that we'll be presenting yeah. next week. And like I said, we're going to stay on top of it. All the support yeah. that anybody said. So look, if you need more individual attention, right. the chiefs have already cleared us. We could go out to the stations and work specifically with an individual crew that wants that's awesome. more. That's if they, cool. If they're more advanced, we can help them there. If they need help with the basics, we're there,
1: whatever yeah. they need. That's fantastic. Yeah. Really, setting a new culture and, and starting new traditions. It's exciting.
2: It yeah. really is. And it just it, it's one more thing that makes me realize I'm very fortunate to have this job. Yeah. you know and I love going there every shift it's awesome every shift
1: that's great man that really is that's, that's a wonderful story and from where you started to where you are now and you got so many more years ahead of you And <laughs> yeah and I'm looking somewhere. forward to them that's cool yeah. that's really cool so, so what do you say want to wrap this up and yeah. Uh, yeah. you know we've been going a while but Jared thank you man like yeah. no
2: thank you I awesome. really appreciate that. this was great I
1: mean it, you know it, it's been almost an hour and 20 minutes already Phew. it goes flies quick. by it sure does <laughs> It sure does. But um, I want to thank you for being here. And it, what a great opportunity for you to be up here and for us just to capture your story. Yep, and, we're well, done, right? You know, yeah. it's funny. I had a guy um, the other night from South Carolina reach out just through a direct message and said, like, hey, if you guys ever come down this way, you know, feel free to stop by. Look us up. So I was we're, just going to tell you to sing. Yeah, thing, we're, man, Yeah, absolutely. If you want to take a road trip, we, I can put you up. We have, um, we have so many opportunities that are popping up for us. Um, and it's funny cause people are busting our chops online about national fire radio, but we're in New Jersey and you know, yeah. everything we're putting out is New Jersey. But, right. but the thing is, this is like, this is where we are right now. You but gotta start we, somewhere. Yeah. That's exactly what I tell people. I said, we gotta start somewhere and we've laid the groundwork here and the amount of invites that are coming all over now, um, are incredible. And so we're looking to do a lot more like your department to me now has gone from something I didn't know much about to like way up here the fact that management on down subscribes to what you guys are subscribing to and and have that belief system in place i think it's fantastic man and i think i think you guys are so far ahead of the curve that most departments that you guys could potentially lay the groundwork for so many other departments to follow i I hope we can i mean
2: it's always been you know i have the drive to kind of be ahead of the pack you know, I mean, I'm not I'm not satisfied with, you know, average or okay. Oh, Sir, you, know, you know, I, 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 I really didn't there. pick that up at all, after a, time, <laughs> hour and a, half a year. I'm happy it's specified. Obvious? Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> but
0: but that, no, yeah, that's, that's your, that, and like I said, it, it's one thing when you get a department that's like, yeah, we're going to do this, but when they can pass a torch to you and say, listen, we lit it, we need you to run it, and yep. you're like, hey, no problem, I got it, I'm off. <laughs> like, yep. you're, you're going to love the results. Really cool. So, really cool. <laughs> so, I mean,
1: happy to have you here, and we will take you up on that invite. We will find you our just, way down you there just eventually. Just let me know. Yeah. Just let yeah, me cool. know. And
2: I'm sure the guys down there, they'll be happy to take you in as well and, and We'd love show, you, show you what we do down south.
1: Yeah, and, I, you know, we get down there, maybe we could document some of that fitness and some of that Absolutely. lifestyle. And that would be really good. Yeah, be fantastic. But uh, thank you. Thanks for trusting yeah. us with your story. I tell that to everybody. But, you know, I feel honored when guys are willing to come in and sit in the studio with us and share their personal stories and their mm-hmm. life with us. And I thank you. Wholeheartedly, because yeah, that, no, thank you. It's not easy. I appreciate it a but, lot. Uh, good, Had a good time. So anyway, well, guys, thank you. <laughs> Thanks for checking us out. As always, National Fire Radio. We're here. We're not going anywhere. With guys like this, uh, Jared Van Eck from the Spartanburg, South Carolina Fire Department, uh, New Jersey transplant. So uh, we miss you up here, but I miss we, know, we know you're kicking ass down there. So it's yes, great sir. to see you again. And uh, guys, for myself and Rob, take care. Thanks for
0: following. We're going. Bye. See you later. Take care of me i yeah. yeah.